The News Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Something interesting happened last week, didn't it, James? Yes. What happened? Well, lots of people bet and made quite a lot of money. Yeah, I'll give you some names. Adam Penny, David Burr, MP from Bermuda, Christopher <laughs> D.R. Blythe. Uh, Sam Tier and our very own DJ Leon took the offer uh, £10 triple yards on your first bet and then unbelievably West Ham beat Man City they all won like 400 quid yeah crazy and would you believe they're doing it again aasport.com forward slash West Ham West Ham to beat Norwich and Saka to score at any time is 9-1 to one on your first bet incredible scenes incredible scenes <laughs> <laughs> aasport.com forward slash West Ham Jenkinson's made a run, Moses shoots and scores! Brilliant goal by Victor Moses! And West Ham United, who've won at Arsenal, won at Liverpool, are in front of Manchester City. How about that? Literally play it. And Reed with the downward header, and it might be poked in. It's 2-0 and it's Diakra Sacco for West Ham! Horribly defended by Manchester City, and West Ham have doubled their lead. And they really are in dreamland now. Bobby Madley's arm is raised, whistle in his lips, and West Ham have only gone and done it. Extraordinary. Manchester City's winning streak ends at 11. West Ham's winning streak away from home extends to three. Welcome to the Knees of Mother Brown West Ham podcast. Everyone out. It's over. We beat Man City. It's not going to get better than this. Uh, to celebrate this momentous fact, we have a, a, a really um, a big first. A come first. A KUMB first because sitting here in the studio with us for the first time in our history, and I was thinking about this, you know, us and Man City, we used to be kind of equals. We don't get many chances to gloat over them anymore. So that is why we've got Top Gear producer Tom Gent in the studio with us today, City fan, welcome. Thank you. Watch the match with us. Yeah, watch the match. I with did. Them. I did. I missed South Africa, Japan, and <laughs> uh, managed to watch City get uh, a lesson from uh, from West Ham. So yeah, that was, that was decent. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, James. Unbelievable. What is going on? Arsenal, Liverpool, and City. Unbelievable. Job done. This is not right. Something is wrong with the universe. It's like Donnie Darko. Something has gone wrong. There's been a mistake. There's been a blip in the time-space continuum. Yeah. Well, uh, we should talk about how we know Tom, of course. We worked together on Formula One back in the day. Travelled many miles together. Fabulous days. Wonderful days. All we got to show for it is that BAFTA that's not going to (laughs) make. Embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not talk about it. (laughs) And of course, you two worked together on MTV. MTV. All we've got to show for it is that TV Quick Award. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Still got many moons ago. Still got Pride of Price at Casa Longman on top of it. Yeah. 
Downstairs toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, on this week, on this episode, we're going to talk about Man City at home. Uh, Man City beating them at the Etihad, as we said. Uh, we'll be chatting to Tom Jett about what it's like as a Man City fan emerging into greatness as they have in recent years. Of course, that could happen to West Ham, James. Yep. Let's not rule it out. No. Uh, and then we've got uh, some feedback from the 85-86 squad versus the current squad last week. The West Ham way as well. And then we're away to Leicester in the League Cup and got Norwich at home uh, this Saturday. Let's begin with some feedback before before we we dwell on the delirium that is Saturday's know, result. There's two things I want to mention, actually. One was Bilic's quote about winning. And he said it was... Um you know, winning winning against all three of those teams is like walking into a pub full of girls. <laughs> Did he really say yeah, that? That's what he said. Wow, that is an amazing quote. That is an amazing <laughs> quote. And the other thing I'd like to mention, I I have to mention David Cameron put his penis inside a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really not know what that was about when that was trending this morning? No, because I turned on Twitter last night and I had no idea what it was about. <laughs> no, me I neither. I was the same. Yeah, I didn't know. And no, it's a no. possibly. It's second only to us beating City. <laughs> Liverpool and Arsenal are my favourite things. It's such, a shame. Yeah. it's such a shame that the media, like the news agenda has moved, that there's so, so much happened to move yeah. it on since we beat City. Yeah. It's only, the only better thing than that can be an act, the actual picture surfacing of Cameron <laughs> yeah. inside the picture. Um, so we had Matthew Lorenzo on last week um, and some of the feedback was, boys 1991, nice to hear Matthew Lorenzo reminisce about North Bank and the terrorist characters on it. Uh, he's also got um, if you want to get involved there's a fo- football supporters federation which is a 20 plenty campaign um, and that's to get cheaper away ticket pricing 20 quid uh, they've organised fan groups all over the country on the 3rd 4th of October um, to display their solidarity by holding up uh, the 20 plenty banners boys 1991 away in Sunderland on Saturday 3rd and organising things for the campaign for West Ham so if you're going up there give them a shout they're at boys 1991 on Twitter Excellent. We had a, we had uh, Ian Woodcock got in touch. Matthew Matthew Lorenzo was really interesting. I'm old enough to remember his father, and he was a really really a pioneer in football broadcasting. Let's not forget it's not just the FA but West Ham as well who badly let Bobby Moore down. Yes, they all did. Um, Rick Dudziak he beat City. He said uh, beat City second in the league and used eight 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 promo to get the enhanced odds. Um, this is sounds like a promotion, but essentially he said, "Don't read this out." My girlfriend says, "Listen to this." I've already spent the money, <laughs> <laughs> so I believe that's what is known Good. as a stitch up. <laughs> um, and and uh, Neil App nineteen eighty six said, "What a joy to listen to podcasts and not have to listen to Big Sam's post match excuses." Mm, yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Satisfying. It's nice. And finally, um, and this is partly, I'd like to, I'd like West Ham to thank me for the win. <laughs> Uh, because of the calm I helped on the way to the match I did this weird little superstition where I tried to help someone <laughs> and I helped this lady with a pram what hang on up right. the stairs sometimes so, I think rewind. if I can help someone well, say, start route, again karma. you try and help someone on the way to no, the match no if I give like if there's charity buckets I'll give money for charity you know if there's someone in need I'm like a rubbish you get Batman back. I'm like yeah. a little Batman you get something to karma so I was like I, I'd do it anyway but there was a woman with a pram and I helped up the stairs and I thought that's good news. That's good news for us. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Iron Hans, he said he helped an old lady who dropped 20 quid. You know, so the, ca- the combined karma, karma of that help us. If there's any weird little superstitions you have well, or weird things you do on match day, drop us a line. I've got one that I've never externalised. I've never told anyone. You Go know, on. you get the women outside the ground with the bucket sometimes. Yep. I'll put a pound, I put a pound yeah. in. <laughs> I put a pound in. If, if we lose... Then the following week, I won't put a pound in. And then if we win, I won't put a pound in the week after. 
and again and again and then until we until yeah, we and then you switch it lose and then I'll switch I've, uh, it's odd isn't it as if yeah. it makes any difference but it's quite <laughs> lots of people do it so yeah. if you've got anything like yeah. that drop us a line in fact here's how you can get in touch with the show get in touch with the show email us at podcast at kumb.com join the conversation on twitter by using the hashtag kumbpod or why not follow us Chris is at CJ Skull with a C. James is at Longers One. And Graham, editor of KUMB, is at KUMB.com. If you're on Facebook, be sure to join the KUMB group for all the latest news and gossip. There's also the KUMB forum for all kinds of chatter. Simply go to KUMB.com and click forum. Finally, join the KUMB podcast mailing list. Click this podcast link on KUMB.com and sign up for exclusive content from the studio and be the first to know about upcoming live shows. Come on, you irons. Excellent there. That's the new, uh, that's the brand new get in touch uh, little edit we've got there after some harsh criticism of our voiceover, man. Ah, you got a jingle? Yeah. Yeah, it nice. has, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Impressive. Let us know what you think of the new one. Here's how you can get in touch with the show. Oh, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> right, let's talk to let's talk about the Man City game. We were there Saturday afternoon. We'd written it off, James. I thought you know, the chairman came on this podcast. He said, "There's one fixture you go to and you don't think you're going to get anything," and that was Man City at yep. the Etihad. Yep. Tom, I just I want to give some context to this before we yeah. go to Tom. So. We've never won at the Etihad. <laughs> yes, uh, we have. No, we haven't. In the FA Cup. They're not in the league. Oh, league. Right, right. Um, they've won 11 on a trot, I believe, yeah, up until this moment. Record. And there was lots yeah. of talk that morning about beating the Invincibles, the Arsenal Invincibles, which was 14. Yeah. Um, and they haven't conceded this season in 572 minutes. All facts. And then, Tom, 5.30. What the hell happened? Kicks off. Talk to me. Well, we get to the pub. <laughs> the barman couldn't find the remote yes. so by the time it was switched on Moses has already scored so it was 1-0 so panic panic all round get the remote see the replay great finish fair, fair play um, and then obviously you know it's we're not great at the back without company we're not great at the back we're vulnerable Mangala is not you know he's, he's one for the future I think he was 32 million quid he's 21-22 He's he doesn't ne- look it. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think well, he's yeah. not long for the future, yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now I saw a great quote uh, when Anthony Joshua won this fight. Someone tweeted, "If I found him in bed with my missus, I'd tuck him in and ask him what he wanted for breakfast." <laughs> and I feel the same about Mangala. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with him. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he's a he's a bit of an animal, but he's 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 still coming to terms with the Premier League. I think um, Otamendi. I think that was his first start. So, and then Di Michaelis came on at half time, and he's you know about a billion years old so we're not we're not the best at the back and uh, not taking anything away from my stand because you know the right approach I think I think we discussed in the pub as well that had Big Sam been in charge you would have probably just parked the bus and tried to squeeze a point out of it mm-hmm. whereas you had a go and look look what happened so you know I think it you know all credit to West Ham really and it's, it was I think um, you know it was a bit like the Alamo but City, <laughs> City, City couldn't put City couldn't do it so you know mm. you got to just hold your hands up and say fair play West Ham yeah James fair play West Ham fair play West Ham because it's so exciting and so nerve wracking and it was like we missed the first goal because I actually I said to uh, Russ uh, uh, who was with we'll turn we've, like it's eight minutes in we'll turn it on and we'll just see Man City wheeling away having scored <laughs> <laughs> and we turn it on yeah. suddenly we're 1-0 up yeah 
Um, but I, appreci- I appreciate the restraint as well. We kind of had a mutual respect where none, we <laughs> yeah. wouldn't really celebrate the, game, yeah. the goals. <laughs> so it wasn't until the end where it was like tense that we were like, you know, we'd, we'd, our that's, that's when the divisions sort of the thing, divisions yeah. started to show towards yeah, the end. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Our, our first goal was thirteen passes. Yeah. It was a great team move. Like everyone passing, everyone touching mm. the ball early on. You know, match of day were weirdly quite positive about. I say generally aren't. Mm. Um, even Shearer made the joke about because he's always he's always been saying, you know, you're going to regret it when Sam goes. Be careful what you wish for. That's been a tagline about mm. Sam going from a lot of professionals uh, in the game. So it's quite nice for them to be proven wrong at this early stage. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you know, first goal was great it was a great first goal the second goal was a brilliant goal from Sacco um, you know a poacher's goal and he had a great match he mm, had a great yeah. match Sacco mm. you know up there he worked so hard he was chasing back he was winning the ball you know it's a shame he didn't he didn't get a touch because it could have been 3-0 mm. when he went through he had that oh, one yeah, on one didn't he did that cracking and chance was it Mangala yeah. came back and, yeah. and, and, mm. and took him down yeah yeah, yeah. But I thought it was a great performance and also what interesting about the Sam thing is there's no way when we're losing, when we're winning away at Man City, would we bring on a striker? Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. brought on Jelovic, yeah. especially one who's just got relegated. Yeah, he brought yeah. on Jelovic. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, yeah, Collins would have been on at 45 minutes, and we'd have had 10 behind the ball. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. and it was the Alamo, and Man City had chance after chance after chance. But no, you know, Allardyce wouldn't have done that. That's not in his mentality. Mm. But I th- yeah, I think it was something. It was something like 27 attempts at goal, but only like seven on target or something yeah. you know they would get you you know with the cliches but getting bodies in the way all yeah. the rest of it Winston Reeds one of the match what, did, what the did you make of Winston Reeds performance though outstanding you know mm. it's kind of it's exactly what I think that's probably exactly what you need when you get to our place you know you need people who are just willing to just absolutely put it all on the line and mm. you know because we are you know, going forward obviously you, teams tire I think because we just we can be just relentless and we normally will nick one whereas 10 years ago it would be the opposition scoring the 89th minute you know yeah. it's now it's now us yeah. which is a bit of a you know like we did at Palace that would never happen to us usually you know you're always <laughs> the pessimist and it's happening you know we're normally one scoring now so yeah it was he was, he was outstanding and it, you know it was the, the whole team effort from West Ham you know, absolutely fair play, and it's just one of those, de- you know, one of those days for City, and you know, everyone was talking about this eleven-point lead, and then we'd get, a, you know, we'd. I, I mean, I stuck a fiver on West Ham, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, eleven to one, two horse race. So yeah, came home with sixty quid. So that was all, you know, every cloud. But no, it was, it was obviously, it was, it was, um, it was hard to take, and it was a bit of an unexpected one. But it's almost like if you're gonna, if you're gonna lose, I don't mind it being to to West Ham, if you know what I mean. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, but no West. Stan were great looking good second in the league yep so yeah. third now aren't we because Man U won uh, oh. yeah. I did oh, forget, I, forget I need to keep an eye yeah. out for their results yeah. now, yeah. Man U, <laughs> now Man U above yeah. us I've started supporting Man U yeah yeah <laughs> glory hunter result yeah um, uh, Russ said earlier one of our mates said the average age of our squad who played on Saturday was 26 and 100 days yeah so yeah. What do you, pretty good what do you think of West Ham at the moment do you think they've they've got the potential to to finish well this season do you think it's a yeah, flash no I mean you look at the rest of the league and you're definitely top 10 mm. easily you know and I think you know it depends how you know if other teams get their act together I mean I think you you know you're not you look at Spurs someone like that I mean I've seen them a couple of times this year and 
it's not you know I've not been you know Spurs are normally a really decent side but I've not really you know they've, I don't think they've caught fire just yet so you never know I mean if you keep going like the way you are I mean it used to say you know it's mm. just the, the strength and depth of the squad that you then need to worry about but you've got a decent decent bench now mm. yeah so the that's bench the difference is, yeah depth. you got a bet you, so you we know. didn't need to bring on Andy Carroll yeah Here, here's what I thought was clever actually about that substitution about bringing Jelovic on was if Andy Carroll had come on who also defends very well he would have been throwing himself in there mm. you know and probably hack someone down hacking someone down yeah. He, you know, he would have been like a bull in a china shop. Whereas Jelovic was quite clever. He didn't touch the ball much, but he earned us a few free kicks in dangerous, you know, in dangerous spells. Yeah. I thought that's really, he brought on the wires old forward, really. I thought that was a really, really sensible substitution. With his Keith Lemon. With his Keith Lemon yeah. armband. Yeah. 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 Wrist, wrist yeah. band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, you know, that, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was Billich you know got hats off to him yeah I'm yeah. starting to love him yeah so obviously he t- looks the part and I, like Tom you're, you're a BBC sport producer obviously you know you've worked on Master of the Day a lot you, so you're looking at Billich's in- interviews do, are you a fan of his work do yeah, you like the way I like, he operates I like him I do like him I like the man uh, you know he's he's a class act and I think there's always a worry when someone comes in like Cooman in Southampton I think a lot of people might have gone oh you know people who've done it maybe abroad mm. or whatever un- untested people don't like that big Sam he's been to a billion Premier League clubs done it yeah. and you get all this careful what you wish for he's a proven record but going for someone like him who's a bit more of a maverick he's paying off look yeah. at you know like you just rattled off the teams that you you know the away the away results that you've got is unbelievable so I like that obviously it can turn very quickly if you lose three then yeah. it's like what's this bloke doing you know he's a cretin <laughs> get him out yeah exactly <laughs> Billich out but no I, I mean I, you know hopefully it will it will continue for you and uh, you know I think you know the league needs more people like him mm. so character isn't it yeah it's one of those things isn't it where you on when you wake up on a Sunday and you go well I'm going to go to the gym what am I going to wear well, I'm going to wear a West Ham top because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember I'm proud again. proudly yeah. wearing it because you always wear it you feel quite proud but there's a certain change of manner where it's like I remember the first half of last season when we went on that great run where I was suddenly like proud as a peacock, you know, walking around in it. And I went to the gym on Sunday. I was like, yeah, I'm a West Ham fan. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going <laughs> to yeah. do about it? Yeah. No, well, it's in, not, in North London. Well, Come, yeah, on. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what was, what was, you know, really refreshing to see? We we're on the end of a defeat. Don't, I won't lie. I didn't enjoy it. But the fact that you boys and Russ, you know, absolutely was so pumped you know beating City which was great and you know it, we had a great night afterwards and all the rest of it but it's I think with um, sort of being being a City fan now I, it, it was almost better I think we kind of had a bit of a chat mm. about it but you know it's almost better that you know when you, when you are in that position because now you're disappointed if you're not first or second yeah. which is almost a really horrible place to be yeah. because the enjoyment does go a little bit I've yeah. got you know got been for me it's like it's uh, you know if we don't beat United in the derby I'm upset I'm, I'm well I'm annoyed yeah. whereas you know I'd probably be in tears literally if <laughs> you know the you know if go uh, you know if the, the you know get turning back the clock even 20 years you know the 5-1 in 89 that was like we still used to go on about that 10 years ago you yeah. know it's like you'd hang on to those kinds of things and it would they were really special moments and it's it's great to 
you know, have, don't, I, re, I remember being on the train when we, I heard we got the taken over. We bought Rubinho and we were on the verge of buying Berbatov. Wait, what was that, what was that like? Tell us what that's like. That was incredible. That was incredible. Don't get me wrong. That was like buying Rubinho. You've been taken over by the richest family in the world <laughs> and you bought Rubinho. And they're and just you, throwing money yeah, around. And you might have Berbatov straight from like under Fergie's nose I think Fergie had to go round to his house and like go round <laughs> to think, yeah, I think he had to go the, the rooms are we went to the airport and like got him under a coat and like took him <laughs> took him to Old Trafford to sign you know so that was that was brilliant and um, you know a lot of people obviously just see that the 500 million quid or whatever they've spent on the first team but around the stadium the totally that was an area of town like around Clayton it's actually where my mum's from but it's mm. a it's a it's it's not a nice place yeah. you know um but um lovely people there obviously like to put that on record <laughs> my father's still got family there but it's that they're eating you now the the training facilities and all the rest of it they are plowing that money in that's brilliant regenerating the area all the rest they do for manchester superb but in from football in terms it does change your perspective on things a little bit and um yeah, you start getting disappointed where times like you boys were at the weekend where you'd be absolutely going bananas. And that's something that, you know, I do miss a, a little bit, you know, getting excited about those results. Yeah. It's a really interesting point, actually, because that's one of the fears of moving to the Olympic Stadium. That, so that will become too big and too successful. Well, no, there is. I mean, it's an element of that, of, mm. just, of losing your soul. I mean, definitely some of it will go when we move out of Berlin. And it's 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 that real fear that all of a sudden it becomes exactly what you're saying. Mm. You know, you'll have... It's so good being the underdog, mm, yeah. you know, and winning as the underdog. There's probably not a better feeling yeah. than winning as an underdog. I think you're and right. And then to go through, I, I reckon you've probably got one season of change where you suddenly go, this is really exciting every week, winning and expecting to win every week, to suddenly going, oh, we're winning every week. Oh, yeah. we didn't win this week. So it's a really mm. different shift in mentality. And Man City and West Ham have always had that similar kind of growth and, you know, respect for each other. So it's really interesting to hear that. That sudden that shift in mentality because yeah. like live I lived with a Man U fan for years and he you know he just wound me up really because he he was used to winning yeah and there was never any kind of there's never any graciousness in defeat when oh. he beat Man U there's never any when Man U would beat us inevitably there's never any like graciousness or respect from it because he's never I always see to him you don't know what it's like you've no idea it's cur- total no 100% idea. imagine growing up in Manchester and you, you're a City fan and like you know 75% of your mates are Reds and you're just getting in the net I remember it was they were in the semi-final of the Champions League this one night and we were in the um, auto windscreen shield like third round against I can't remember I think it was Mansfield but they only opened the bottom tier of the Kipax so it's 3,000 and we lost heavily <laughs> and they were in the, they were in like the semis of the Champions League and I just thought you know this kind of sums it up it was like one of those one of those nights where we yeah we questioned your whole life yeah and you're just like <laughs> at such a low and then we won the league like we did and it couldn't get any better than that beating United with that Aguero goal all the rest of it yep. it was almost like once you, once that happened it was just quite a bit of a release and now all the United fans have gone quiet and uh, you know because on Derby Day you know we're almost expected to turn them over yeah. now. but I don't like I said that's not especially enjoyable I used to get so so pumped up for the Derby I still do but not as I did yeah. when we beat them 3-1 last game mm. you know last Derby at Main Road or when Benjani scored and we beat him at Old Trafford the 6-1 the six mm. was obviously huge at, at Old Trafford but it's um, yeah it is very interesting how it shifts and yeah. it's again I suppose the careful what you wish for thing but that is probably quite right on that score I would add like when we're, when West Ham are in the championship that kind of expectation of success is there it's like a kind of greater success in microcosm yep. like when we were in the championship 
we were expected to win the league. And when we win, I feel nothing. And when we draw, I'm disappointed. And when we lose to Rotherham at home, I am crushed. Like so, I can imagine the, how that extrapolates into like the Premier League. And I guess the next thing that it's the Champions League, isn't it? That then becomes the one where you're more of an underdog and you don't mm. expect to win. Yeah. So I guess you, it shifts that way. But I actually, the more you think about it, the more we talk about it, the more I think I love being an underdog. And it's, some, <laughs> it's it's so much better being Rocky Balboa than Ivan Drago. Yeah, yeah. It's like get <laughs> Club Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to the quarters of the FA Cup. Yeah. You know, get in. That's like that was you know, and it was very similar with City and West Ham. I think, like you say, it was you know until the takeover, it was kind of similar levels and similar yep. expectations. So it's um yeah it is it's an interesting it's an interesting place and I feel like you know I'm complaining about all the rest of it and there'll be people listening to this going you're a moron you know you're you're top of the league or you know yep. and it's which is is fair enough but it's um there's definitely something to be said for almost doing it the the honest way if yep. you like <laughs> like Chelsea yeah what I, what yeah. I, I think yeah. my ideal would almost be you know to win the FA Cup every couple you know every few years you know not to have to wait. What twenty odd years? That whatever yeah, we're on now, thirty-five. Thirty-five. Mm. Um, to to challenge for that every now and again, and to you know to be near the top of a league. I think that that'd almost be my ideal. And you know to win the league would be absolutely amazing. But I, I, to get to a stage where you're expecting to win each week, and the disappointment if you don't, or the non-plus, I think you lose some of your heart and some of your passion. Mm. I think that's just. Yeah. Maybe that's inevitable. Yeah. Maybe we'll end up getting relegated. <laughs> and we won't I ever have this to worry about. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Not getting relegated for me is like winning the league every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, so, but there's something about a relegation battle that is so good. You the know, stakes we, are so much higher. I know, high. I know, are they I know. higher? But it's, how exciting has it been when we've been in relegation battles and got out of it? I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to relegate. If someone gave, offered me tenth every year, I would take it. I, it's, it's a different kind of pressure, isn't it? Relegation. It, it's like it's horrendous. It actually, I actually think the playoff final is the most tense thing. Like yeah. your whole season go down the game. So if you lose the Champions League final, okay, pick yourself up next year, have a go. It'll go down. Someone, will, someone will write a book about it one day. Kind of everyone moves on. If you lose a playoff final, there are no books. Yeah. No one's me- no. There's never going to be a memory of that in the club shop. Yeah. No one will ever want to talk about it. It's like someone dying. There's it's only, horrific. There's only Doncaster <laughs> there's away. Only, no, so the whole year was a waste. <laughs> and then the following year, you've got to do it all again, and hope. And you could actually go down. You could do a wig, and you could it could get worse. Yeah, like the playoff finals for me. But again, I wouldn't want that. I don't want to ever be in another playoff final again. No, it sorry, was sorry. a brilliant day. It was a brilliant day. We should talk as well about leaving stadiums. So obviously, Man City left Main Road and went to the Etihad. I mean, have you ever gone yeah. back to Main Road now and had a look around? Yeah, or? well, it's now. I actually, my first job, when I was at school, I was a porter in the Platte Lane end, which was the end opposite to the away fans. So you'd be in the north stand and it was the one behind the, the goal at the other end. So there was, uh, you know, two levels of boxes. So I think there were 48 boxes. And when we were obviously in the, in the depths, they never sold out so I'd pour the drinks to a couple of boxes there might be 18 boxes full <laughs> and then I'd get, a, I'd get a, uh, an executive box to watch the game so <laughs> I had about two and a half seasons in my own executive box which is quite decent <laughs> must, people must have been like who's that yeah, guy yeah 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 he's sitting out on the balcony like every week so uh, so yeah so that was that was that was brilliant and um yeah, I, I had like a real attachment to the place. My dad grew up on Claremont Road, which was it's the, the basically the road that the main road's on. So that's how I'm a blue. My mum's side of reds from Clayton, as I say. But it was it's really sad, and I regret not ripping a few signs off the wall because it was like, oh, you can't do it. And those yeah. my mates did and got seats and all the rest of it, and I never got a, a, a memento. But um, it was it was it was a real wrench to go 
to the uh, to the to the new stadium and because main road you know we've been there for, for so long and it's uh yeah it was just it was a brilliant stadium we had like the gene kelly the singing in the rain stand you know the the sort of scaffold stand that they put up in the corners and things so it, and it had a great atmosphere and it was you know just a lot of lot of good memories there but it's now it, it's now a uh housing estate mm. so they've just it's just been blitzed and there's not really you know much much left of it well there's nothing left of it so you've kind of uh yeah but it's 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 funny now because it does feel properly like home the yep. new the new spot right. which which is it takes a bit of time and uh you know you you do think of main road and all the rest of it but you know i think once you once you get into the new place for for a decent amount of time it was quite exciting for us because main road as well was was quite quite an old an old place and um moving to that was quite exciting at the time i suppose as well it, it was it was a it was a it was hard to leave because you knew it was going to get knocked down as well. But yeah. then it, it, it now now because they've done the vault have just extended behind um, uh, the goal where the away fans are as well. So it's now I think it's up to fifty five thousand. It's looking pretty smart. Yeah. So you do you do um, you do get over it eventually. But I mean, you boys have you know you got all that to come. So yeah. how, how are you going to feel? Do you think when you step out of yours for the last time? The more I talk about it, the more emotional I start to feel about it I listen to that as well because it it will become a block of flats this time next year yeah. it'll probably dem- demolition will It'll have begun be left, yeah. and there'll be some horrible flats on top of it there'll be a plaque like, in the centre circle well I don't know if yeah. it will be I mean Highbury is done is done really nice yeah it's done they've done a really good job there but I, d- I think it's a different different set of rules yeah <laughs> let me tell you Moss Side doesn't look like the Emirate they look like <laughs> Highbury that's uh, very much that's different areas very yeah. very very different uh, yeah. yeah but no I get, I've, I'm starting to feel a little bit well I feel very sad about it I'm excited yeah because I think you have to move on but it does make me feel emotional and um, it's like Russell Brand said on this podcast like it doesn't feel real yet there's no. like it's really kind of a surreal feeling to think this place that you've always gone to that like your your fa- your, fa- your father and your grandfather have always gone yeah. to that just won't it just won't be there anymore yeah, yeah. and i guess we'll have to make new memories at the olympic stadium yeah. segway where <laughs> yourself tom producer of the uh, olympics in 2012 yeah. spent a lot of time in and around that facility yeah. i was i was in fact there today doing a recce wow so how's it looking um, it's got the pitching, hasn't it? Yeah, well, they've got. I think they're playing. They've got a uh, yeah. World Cup rugby. We're going on Wednesday yeah. to watch yeah. France Romania. There we are. There we are the big one. Yeah, <laughs> go on so, the Romains. Exactly. Yeah. What's, it, what's Romania? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Rue, sure. Go on the Romains. Yeah. So, uh, so no, it's, it's awesome. So, I mean, for the Olympics, it yeah. was unbelievable. So it it's um, it's a great look. I think it looks great as well. It's mm. um, it's a it's a good looking stadium. Good. So, so yeah. So, how's, no. how's the sight lines of the pitch looking? Uh, I didn't actually go in it. I was oh, outside right. it, and I went in the velodrome. Right, which is looking nice. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. But, uh, but Should yeah. we want to change a venue? Yeah, exactly. If you fancy that, <laughs> should we want to change our seats? Yeah, it's a three thousand <laughs> seat <laughs> indoor. Uh, but no, it's a it's a smart stadium, and um, I know they've got a few things. They've got racer champions and a few other bits and bobs going on there beforehand. Mm. But um, yeah, it'll be. I'm sure it'll be absolutely mind blowing when you boys get in it. And how's the park, the Olympic surrounding park, looking different from the 2012? I haven't been there since 2012. I don't know if it's, it's only recently opened, isn't it? Yeah. Well, is it different? Is it noticeably well, different? Well, the building stuff everywhere. Yeah. Like there's just you'll, when you when you go to it, I'm sure there'll still be loads get loads going on. They're building all sorts more flats, and it's changed quite a bit because it's quite a lot of open space. Yeah. Like where there are fan parks and big screens and all that, and yeah. that's just all getting built on now. So it was a lot, a lot of buildings going on. Yeah. And offices and everything. The cow where we did our end of season podcast live. 
Oh, the pub, that pub. Yeah, that pub, thing, which you can see the stadium from. They're now building office blocks essentially in front of it, so you won't be able to view it from that pub anymore, yeah. which is a shame. Mm. Yeah, there's a huge amount of uh, development going on around right <coughs> there. It's a massive, massive site, but yeah, it'll be. Uh, it's got good transport links. <laughs> Just to let you know, great transport links. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, got there very easily. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you'll be, you'll be re. The News Up by the Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Triple your odds on your first bet. Some people got lucky against City last week. Could you be one of the ones who gets lucky against Norwich this week? Uh, West Ham to beat Norwich and Saka to score at any time. Nine to one on your first bet. That's pretty good. Where would, you, where would you spend the money, James? Where? Yeah. In a book is probably. No, online. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. That's aasport.com forward slash West Ham. Happy days. All right, we should talk about uh, the Mark Ward controversy. He said last week. Yes. Then the eight, the eighty five eighty six squad would beat the current squad. Would you say two or three nil? I think it I was. Think, yeah, he said two. Then they went bigger and went three. I presume there was a second leg in his mind. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't externalize. Home, home and away. <laughs> uh, so Sweeney Bod on the forum said the two major factors that were behind 86 was that we had two strikers who both scored over 25 league goals and a team with some average players that refused to get injured out of the 11 uh, only the left only the left back uh, played less than 33 games we used 18 players the whole season hmm. um, and my WHUFC said you don't need the best players to have a best team the team of 85 will never be matched well not only was it matched, mate, there was two teams that matched it in that very year <laughs> and surpassed it, in fact. Uh, Di Canio lover, football's moved on so much since then with fitness, training, lifestyle, plus the amount of quality foreign players are now in the league. I honestly think any current Premier team would beat any team from before 1990. That's an interesting point. Do you, Tom, do you think that's true, that, that any any Premier League team now would beat any prim, any top division team before 1990? <sighs> I mean, it, it, it comes down to fitness, I think, mm. and all all the all that kind of stuff that goes on now. Because you think of like you know the Liverpools and all the rest of it, who are obviously yep. unbelievable. But might could be right, could be right. I mean, the, the we were only commenting on like the size of the players yep. and all the rest of it at the, the weekend. You know, there's there's some absolute beasts, and they're all they'll run. You know, I mean, Yaya Toure. I know he's not known for his running, but he did run his socks off, and he's a you know, huge bloke. Loads mm. of loads of them on on Saturday so I think yeah possibly I'd go along with that mm. Bobby Moore's brace it through a curveball in the boys are 64-65 would have beat the pair of them <laughs> <laughs> he's gone back even wow. further and B Prig SC Macavenian Sacco or Carolyn Cotty what do you think about those pair I actually say Carolyn Cotty I imagine I can see that link it, see them linking up what a, dr- what a dream pairing that would be and then the final one which makes you quite excited uh, Dave WHU says with this squad with the current squad, I see a few shades of 85-86, an unsung team with few expectations on them. A slow start that's gathered momentum. But what, what makes it feel a bit like it did back then is that we have an organised together team who are out there to win and are more than capable of upsetting the big boys in the process. Wow. That is fighting talk. <laughs> like but last week I was talking about relegation, this week we're talking about Champions League qualification. <laughs> I trying to explain it today about, I can't really explain how I feel now to how I did post that Bournemouth match. And post that Bournemouth match, when we were so, so bad and so shambolic, I actually thought this could be a relegation season. I actually thought it for the first time. And then somehow we're third. And I know it's early doors, but Bournemouth was the complete opposite of what we've been seeing in the last mm. few matches. It's funny, I remember seeing the fear in your eyes after that Bournemouth game. I thought you thought, you thought the number was up. 
But actually, this season, Tom, there's so many crap teams, aren't there? I know. I, there's so many. Sunderland, of course, probably the worst of them all. But Newcastle keep losing all the time. Villa, Villa, Villa. Are a nightmare. I mean, it seems like it's going to be. We, we could very easily be safe already at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> well, think? I think that's one thing to consider. I mean, you've got to look around and look at your squad. And I mean, you know, shocking Bournemouth result, obviously at home and all the rest of it. But that might have been the kickstarter to the run that you're on there. You know, yeah. getting that. You know, yeah. Billich has right. had a, you know that something like that going on early doors can help. You know, could help. But yeah, I, t- I absolutely can't see West Ham going down for us. For you know, no chance. I mean, and there are there are some there are some teams who yeah. They don't. They don't look great. They don't look great. You think the bottom three? You know, there's Sunderland. probably five to yeah. Yeah, Newcastle. It's not good for Northeast. Big Sam might end up at Sunderland. The yeah. rumor. Really? Well, I can see that. Do you know what? I wouldn't like that because I think he would probably keep them up. Also, I don't think he'll want to live up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. don't think genuinely. Get chopped in. I think it'll, it's the kind of thing he loves a London lifestyle. Yeah. I can't imagine him going up to Sunderland. But then I can't imagine him taking over anyone. In, there's not he needs Pardew to start having a, having a <laughs> absolute disaster. He does, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever met Big Sam, Tom? Uh, no, never have. Yeah. Never, never met him. Never had the pleasure. Never had the pleasure, actually, no. <laughs> no. He's never been a match of the day pundit that when I've been there or anything like that. Mm. I wonder, that's interesting, I wonder if he'll go Sunderland. I don't know. Well, Newcastle won't have him, I imagine. No. Almost, are... It's almost like a, you know smashing an emergency couple of managers who you kind of will yeah. hopefully get you out of the, yeah. the mire and if Avocar don't fancy it which it looks like maybe he doesn't because mm. I think they had to twist his arm to stay in the first place didn't yeah. they because yeah. he was going then he all of a sudden did yeah. a U-turn so mm. yeah Sam will be name your price well the position he's in. He's, apparently he's already turned down two offers yeah. hasn't he for Premier League clubs I think that's in the public domain so I think maybe he's waiting until wait until early Jan See yeah. it, get a few months in Dubai, top yep. up the tan. Top up the tan. Yeah. Pick up his Dubai trips. Pick up a relegation team and take them down up to Paul to smash us. Happy <laughs> <laughs> days. Yeah, I don't think they'll have the doors open, uh, the red carpet out at St James's anyway for him. So <laughs> I think he can scratch that one off the list. <laughs> I would be, uh, I mean, if he comes back, if he takes over a team and comes back to West Ham, he'll get a, an awful. Really? I think he'll get a dreadful reception. Would you give him a good reception? Yeah, I think so. I think he did what he needed to do. You can't. I mean, we were in such dire straits after Avram. I think you've got yeah. to, you've got to give the man a clap. No, but some and we were so much a, better now. It's all kind of working out. It has worked. Wood. Do you think? Do you think you're kind of reaping? Has Big Sam been part of? He's definitely where you are be, now? He definitely rebuilt us. Yeah, you know, we got rid of. You know, we got rid of a lot of dead wood. He grew the team. He made us solid. I think if we'd won any of the second half of last season, when we didn't win any, we won like two, didn't we? Mm. Um, I think they might have held on if we'd had a good little run. We might have held on to him. But yeah. he, it's worked out as it stands for the best. And it was ready. He, as, as David Sullivan said to us, he was ready to go. Because right. he, he actually yeah. said in an interview, with we spoke to Sullivan and Gold at the end of a previous season and said... I've got the worst job in the world. And they were like, you're football manager at West Ham, it's not the worst job in the world. And he goes, no, not being West Ham, just being a manager is the worst job in the world. So he was ready to go and he right. stayed that extra season. Mm. And it sounds like, he, you know, it, it, everybody needed to split up. He's had a gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've got the West Ham way, which is your new feature, which is going strength to strength. So the West Ham way is, and probably City will have it as well, is you always have that... Whenever something happens, you're like, oh, typical West Ham. Yeah. So we, I've been asked people to, to, to tweet in or email in with West Ham way. Matt High says, back to the wall, can't get out of the box, take a midfielder off and bring on a striker when winning 2-1 <laughs> Man City. 
Um, James Chatterton, I love this one, beating Man City at Etihad and it's still not the biggest sporting upset of the day. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. I was going to comment on that. It's only the <laughs> second upset. biggest upset. Japan! <laughs> yeah. What have I told you? Yeah, I didn't even know you played rugby. Yeah, those lads going mad in the corner watching yeah. it on the phone. We're like, oh, what are they watching? I just worked out what that is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my WHUFC uh, essentially said, when we were in the playoffs, the 2003-2004 season, we were losing, but we were definitely in the playoffs. And Brian Deed equalised um, to, to start a chain reaction with Palace winning the last game. Wigan drop out of playoffs, leaving us to play Ipswich in the semi. Uh, we then lose to Palace in the final. Um, all, be, all because Brian Dean scored in the last minute versus Wigan. <laughs> Damn now, you, but, Brian now, Dean. that is a West Ham way. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, and my favourite thing to say on the forum has been someone started a thread, can we win the league? <laughs> <laughs> that to me is a West Ham way. It's like over, like, over optimism. Uh, can we win the league? Silent. No. Uh, <laughs> what are you nailing down as your West Ham way of the week then? What, well, what I, I think it was from, personally from a fan, it was the getting to the pub, them not being able to find a remote control. And then turning it on, thinking the Man City would have scored to see Moses score. <laughs> just missed it, but we won nil up. And just as we said at the time, it was like the most defeated celebration we'd ever had, really, because we're like <laughs> we're really upset we'd missed the goal. We'd, <laughs> we didn't really know what to do. <laughs> do we celebrate now? What do we do? Do we jump up and down? Oh, uh, but that was it. It was uh, very respectfully calm. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, but it's brilliant. Excellent. And Billich's quote, we should go back to that. Yeah. Winning is like going into a pub full of girls. <laughs> <laughs> you like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us your West Ham by the week, podcast at KMB.com. We should finish on a couple of predictions. We've got Leicester away in the League Cup first. Which will be tonight when this comes out. Tonight when this comes out. Tom, objective opinion there. West Ham, Leicester, two teams that are doing very well. At, at Leicester, is yeah. it? At Leicester. Leicester. Leicester flying in the last Leicester. 10 minutes of games. Well, I imagine you're going to rest a load of lads. I would have thought mm. it'd be close to that because Leicester are Leicester are half decent. They're, they're getting some half, half decent results. I'm going to go one all, and then extra time. Is it extra time replays? In the no, no, game? no. Just so settled on the night, isn't it? Because no I'm going to say West Ham on penalty. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it would be nice to. I think he'll put out a decent team. Although annoyingly, Jelovic and Antonio are cup tied. Ah, so, so yeah, I wonder if I wonder if you'll pick this as a cup that you can obviously win, yeah. you know, and just go. This is probably one that's. So, yeah, it's only like it's only like four games, and you're in the final, isn't it? It's yeah. like it's yeah, you, because when we we got into this round, didn't we? Because um, we're in Europa League, I think it'll put out a strong side, because uh, I think it will be marked down. Personally, I think it's early in the season. There's confidence there. Put out a good side. I think uh, it's, it's less for a decent, though, aren't they? They'll play. They'll have a good side as well. Vardy, a little. Pikey run, <laughs> a cup run, yeah, cup run as well. You know, yeah. uh, who knows? Booster. I think we're we're flying to two one West Ham. There okay. you go. I said it. I'll just I'll just say I think we'll probably progress. Fifty <laughs> fifty. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then of course Norwich at home. Who's City weekend. got in the cup? Tomorrow? We've got Sunderland oh, really? away. Away. Oh mate, we'll you've got to win that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you even going to turn up? The City way is that Sunderland do us and uh, go on a big run, and you know that's the thing that spurs them, spurs them on to get forty points. <laughs> yeah. So it was that they that 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 win in the League Cup. Yeah. <laughs> um, Norwich, yeah, Norwich uh, at home, back at the bowling ground. You know we're doing all right there now since we beat Newcastle. It would yep. seem uh, no Matt Jarvis who played for us last year at Tom. And, and oh, you won't be able to play. Got an incredible run at Norwich in his two games. Yeah. Played really well against Liverpool again. Yeah. Yeah. The weekend, um, good on him. Where do you, where do you see that one going, Tom? Uh, 
fancy West Ham. Yeah, good. Mm. If you'd said uh, Norwich, you'd have got yeah. a label yeah, yeah. as a Loro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got a thread on on, 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 on website, uh, which is, uh, and Loro does it again. Oh, really? Because it, every week, Loro says we're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's just like it, abuse against he's, he's actually a lovely bloke, Loro, just in his, <laughs> in his, in his defence. But yeah, he keeps slagging West Ham, so forget <laughs> it. But, uh, Dead to me. Yeah, exactly. But um, uh, yeah, I'll say I'll, I'm going to go 2-0 West Ham. Mm. Snap. Yeah. yeah, it's overconfidence right there. On our way to winning the league, I'll just take. Exactly. I'll, I'll just take cement one nil. it. I'll take one nil. Yeah, um, yeah. It's funny, the, the, you know, the West Ham and BBC. But often people are. I guess every football team says this, but West Ham always last on 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 match of the day. Actually, there's quite a few West Ham fans knocking around, like media generally. I'm yeah, sure at the BBC the, as well. The I'd say match of the day is predominantly Spurs, mm. uh, but. Uh, they, they don't really have any say in it. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the bloke actually in charge of match today is, um, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good lad. He's, he's, he's pretty switched on, and you know, he, he'll, he'll, he's not got, a, he's not got a. Uh, There's a bloke who loved, who was in charge of, uh, in charge of the show a few years ago. He was a Middlesbrough fan, so they used to crop up a few times <laughs> at the top of the run order. But, uh, but no, he's uh, generally, generally the decent. I'm sure West Ham top of the run order. Um, the weekend, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. For once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because, uh, to be fair, most of last season, the second half of the season, it was so bad, I'd, I'd rather had it after the credits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Online only, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of those matches. Uh, yeah. And obviously, you're moving away from BBC Sport now onto Top Gear. That is, it's yeah. just exclusive to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it's... So, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's been, uh, yeah, been in there a few weeks now, so it's... Uh, yeah, interesting times. Move back to uh, the big smoke, and um, yeah, looking forward to the uh, new series. So, uh, the ginger ninja front of it. This is yeah. it. Chris Evans. This is it. The uh, yeah, ideas, man. Yeah. So you'll have to come down to the show, the pair of you. Yeah. And, uh, where you West Ham shirts? Make sure you go, I'll get you and make sure you're uh, still behind him during a couple of links. <laughs> lovely, yeah. lovely. Does Claren Blue go with Ginger? Yeah, I think my well, clash. One way to find, find out. out. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Very good. All right then, James. Thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure, Tom. Thank you for joining us. You Play- can follow Tom on Twitter at uh, Thomas underscore Gent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G E N T for oh, Top yeah, Gear Thomas. and Man City top news. Top Gear. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's rolling news yeah. on that feed. Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend yeah, of the show. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you very much, gentlemen. We'll see you next week. In the oh, we should say before we go, hell of a lineup next few weeks, James. Oh, yes. I mean, we don't want to give away names at this stage, but I mean, next three three episodes, I think we've got yeah, big, three or big four. Guests. We've got some big, big names coming in. Some exciting, some uh, curveballs. <laughs> yeah. I'll describe them. One of which I am super pumped for. Yeah. I'm super pumped for. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an interview with him since he left. But he's a no, big, big character. Yes, we've got we've got a few uh, few goodies. Yeah, you leaked those. They are exciting names. I will be tuning in. I will be downloading. Um, that's right. That from a man who flew to Ghana to interview Tony Yeboah in a hotel you now runs. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is is that is correct. <laughs> They're the lengths I'll go to, and that's what I'll do for this podcast. If you go to Ghana again, get Avram Grant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He replies sporadically yeah. to our text. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll have a word. <laughs> Excellent. In the meantime, join your irons. Your irons.